When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the best part of the Studio City area, the Knapsack Files Studio. That's where. I'm Ken Knapsack, and this is the Knapsack Files. Uh, and this week, well, on the show, I, I've been interviewing a lot of, of, the, of the friends I have in Hollywood or varying levels of success and the climb for success, and they're all close, good friend, friends of mine, and I, I believe I have such an interesting friend group that the arrogance was that I could have a show about it. Well, here tonight, I have someone who, well, I didn't meet him in Hollywood. I met him in my hometown. I grew up with this guy the latter part of my childhood in my hometown of Royal Grande, California, and he has since, uh, well, kind of, I followed him into town, and uh, he has turned into quite a working success in his chosen field, the animation and, um, dare I say, cartoon landscape. Mr. You Casey mean. Alexander, how you doing, buddy? Thanks, Ken. I'm blushing. <laughs> you're blushing. Too, too kind. You are. You are. You're, uh, you're, and I and I just want to point out. Yeah. I remember making sort of teasing you about your DJ voice back when we were yeah tw- in our twenties. Back when I was a but, DJ but, voice. I think when we were about twenty. Yeah. Back when I was a DJ. Yeah. 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 And it's nice to hear it again after so. <laughs> So it is. It is. Uh, so, so long story short, um, for, for the listeners of the Napsock Files, and, and this is going to be a, a, a great interview for a lot of the fans out there who love to listen to the Napsock Files to discover that climb for success. And we always talk about what, what success is, and I think we're going to get into what I believe you to be a very successful person from my friend, friend group. Uh, not just growing up, but the people I know, and what I mean by that, and, and both literal and figurative, I think. Um, deep philosophy here about you, <laughs> Casey. Um, but for we we met in high school, yeah. Arroyo Grande High School, yeah, class of 1994. Yes, go Eagles. Yeah, um, we you moved to L.A. area first, if I remember. Yeah, I think so. Along with Joel Trudgeon, the Truge. Yeah, the Loud. When did you move down? Uh, 97. Uh, well, I, I was down here for off and on right. in 96, but permanently in 97. Was that when Good. you went to CalArts? <laughs> yeah, that's when I started at CalArts, uh, fall of 97. Mm. And I think you guys... I came it. down full-time in August of 98. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. After being laid off for that radio job <laughs> where the voice didn't work. Um and in high school, we had a, we had a great time uh, in high school from uh, a front yard wrestling federation that me and Joel somehow roped you into. I've I've always hated wrestling, but just uh, I guess it was it was a perfect excuse to hang out with friends. <laughs> and I give you so much credit. And of course, you come over to the studios tonight, and I have Monday Night mm-hmm. Raw playing. Um, yeah. But uh, Joel and I were big wrestling fans growing up, so we started what we called the Napomo Wrestling Federation. We laid down about eight <laughs> mattresses, put some bungee cords around it, ran a videotape. Uh, yeah. Actually, recordings that are in my room oh, that geez. you probably would pay good money to have me bury. <laughs> yeah. And you came out and wrestled as a, a gimmick called the Sloth Hunter. 
Yeah. Uh, which you committed I, to fully. I love sloths, so I don't. But I don't know why I was hunting them. You. But the, the, there's a funny story about that. I yeah. worked at the local grocery store or whatever yeah. there in Napomo, California. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember somebody came in one time, and I hated wrestling, but I loved hanging out with you dudes. And uh, I was working as a cashier, and somebody came in, and they were like. Hey, I know you. You're one of those boys that wrestles out in your front yard. And I was like, I don't think I was like, I oh my god! I, I and I hate. I was just so embarrassed because I hate. I've always hated wrestling. Me and Joel would have died for that. I know. We it was like, like we're famous. And she was very good spirited about. It. She was like very. She thought it was charming. I think. I don't. I don't think she was making fun of me. But I just was. I wanted to die. I was, we we now I'm blushing. We would do this in, in Joel's front yard in the Pomo, not even the backyard. We didn't have the decency. To, it was front yard. There wasn't really a right. backyard. No, it was. It was there, just, was there was a long giant field where we yeah. eventually built some wiffle ball stadiums. Yeah, um, and we wrestled in the front yard. We had entrance music and cameras. We we even hung an entrance curtain, <laughs> and we had a full most... car. We booked this. Um, it must have been so bizarre to see that. Well, that was the thing is the families in the neighborhood would start to slowly watch now. <laughs> if, if we were enterprising, we would have charged a mission. Yeah. One dollar gets you a show, the worst pro wrestling ever recorded. Yeah. Well, I'd pay money to see Kevin Sodarth yes. uh, throw throw people around. Yeah, G Force. Yeah, G Force. Known as G Force. Yeah. We had uh, I was Fire Warrior, Joel was the Canadian cowboy, you were the sloth hunter, Blair Smith was buck naked and, uh, <laughs> and so forth and so on. So from that and then um But we knew each other before I wouldn't rush into a wrestling match with a guy that I just met. That's you know? true. So I I, I had <laughs> gotten to know you like probably the year before, but Yeah, we had uh, we had met it's so funny, one of my good friends at the time, Joel Trudgeon, like we've talked about, who's down here now as a as a film director and, and screenwriting guy um i met him but i met you through i believe ty schallenberger yeah probably you showed up one day as this dude standing behind him all tall and silent and yeah. you played on the baseball team which is where i wanted to be <laughs> i wanted to make make coach albert's baseball team yeah and i was like who, who the heck's this guy because i didn't cuss back then mom who the heck's this guy yeah we're gonna i'm gonna try to keep it clean for mrs knapsack <laughs> she appreciates I'm that i'm gonna try everyone tries but most fail but i think we can do it um so it's so to me that's funny looking back is now I uh, know you as a uh, a working writer and animator and in Hollywood and storyboard artist and you can correct me on the terms later I'm sure all those apply yeah. all no, those apply. I, I don't know um, but back then I knew you as kind of I don't want to say jock that's definitely not appropriate uh, or correct but you were like the baseball guy yeah and, I, yeah I I grew up in like a sports family my. Mm-hmm. Grandfather was uh, played in the Pacific Coast League in the yeah. in the fifties. So, I think when you're just like you grow up and your dad is into sports or your whatever your family, mm-hmm. you kind of like you get that edge at an early age to yeah. where you're like kind of if you've it's just about experience and it's kind yeah. of weird that kids, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of importance put on sports, yeah. you know, and uh, I feel like I don't know. Uh, Kids get knocked out just be, just by virtue of the fact that they've, 
you know, by the time they're in T-ball, they've never touched a baseball and they're already so far behind, you know, right. like, right. but I was just one of those early. Yeah. Well, adopters. and you, and you, and you had skills too. You were a good player. Cause I, in wiffle ball, you destroy all of us. <laughs> uh, um, uh, do you think that that also factored into your, your hand-eye coordination just as an artist too? I mean, no, you, you, I don't, you don't think so? I, don't think I always, so. I always in my back of my head, yeah. Because there'd be a couple times we go out to the batting cages out there in Chatsworth or something <laughs> like that, and um, you, me, and uh, Brian Burrows or something, and you hadn't, oh, I haven't swung in ages, and you <clears throat> roping balls yeah. left and right. You just had the skills. That I think, yeah. I don't know if I don't think there's much crossover there but mm. there may be i don't know I, I just it just comes down to like i practiced more than you guys probably did at an early age yeah you know so the skills yeah skills got formed early like you said um but then one of the most interesting things and this is where you we, we had already been closer as friends at this time but it was one of the times i looked at you with awe and respect one of the first big times even and i and i maybe didn't fully understand it back then but looking back it's one of the things i remember when you kind of stopped playing baseball yeah, and you were like, I need to concentrate on what I want to do in life, and what I want to do in life yeah. is is art, animation, yeah. or whatever specifics that you wanted to do. What what went into that decision? How hard was it at the time? Seventeen. Oh, it was the easiest thing in the world because I was I was like I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. I, I'd always played sports for fun, and and uh, <clears throat> we were just about to start. I was on the I'd been on the varsity team when I was junior, and mm-hmm. then we were just about to start. When I was a senior, senior the new yeah. season, and I just looked around and I was like, this is miserable. I, I hate I hate being at these practices. Like, right. what is it going to lead to? And, you right. know, I just, I was really, I was kind of, I was always introverted, so I, I just enjoyed drawing more. So I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just stick with that. And, uh, and you'd already put a lot of time into drawing, too. Yeah, let, yeah, yeah. let it be known. There was yeah. a lot, you weren't just doodling in your, yeah. in your room. You, you had studied yeah. it, too, right? Yeah, and, uh, but it kind of, my dad was kind of disappointed, but uh. well, that's what I, that's what I remember. I don't I don't want to dig up family stuff, yeah. but it, it was like it was like you, you, I don't want to say taking a stand, and maybe you did take a stand. It was like no, I don't want to do this. And it was the first time, and and in that group, we all had big dreams. Whether it was Joel and I wanting to be pro wrestlers, which was idiotic at the time, <laughs> though awesome. I did want to be a pro wrestling manager, which I later would go on to do. Uh, the only dream that's come true in my life. But we all had uh, we can be writers and filmmakers and comedians and all this kind of thing. And and you wanted to, to do the art side of things things and it was the first time that i witnessed someone go i need to dedicate myself to something i want to do and maybe you didn't exactly come out and proclaim that yeah i wasn't that articulate but but that's what happened that's essentially when you look back and it was the first time i looked at someone and said ah that's what you kind of need to do to make this a profession versus a hobby yeah yeah am i giving you too much credit you're giving me a lot of credit i it was mostly (laughs) i don't want to talk bad about anybody but Mm -hmm. it was also like I just had different friends. I wasn't, I didn't really hang, I never really gelled with the guys that played sports, right. you know, like I never really felt like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. Well, and one, <laughs> of, one, one of the themes that have come up on the show is, is the uh, creative artsy nerdy community versus the sports community. And yeah. I'm in, in the middle of both and yeah. everything. I mean, you, you, you watched sports. I know maybe you don't know. Yeah, or I totally loved it. I, and I, I never got bullied or anything either. Right. It was. It's just like it, there wasn't a connection that to you most of the kids. That you weren't a nerd, sir. Yeah, I know. No. I know. <laughs> um, so you made that. You made that stand. We'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it, it, uh, I'll give you credit in retrospect because looking back again, it's the first time because it took me years to make that stand in my life where I'm like, I'm not going to come home and play video games. I got to concentrate on what I want to oh, be God. in life. That's t- the hard thing. Yeah. Video, video games. Putting down video games, man. <laughs> Explain. I didn't. Oh, I, I, I just. I've always. I've always loved video games. And that's that's not that interesting. But 
Well, so but, you did you did some work in in the industry early on, right? I just had an internship at a there was a little uh, video game company called uh, Oddworld Inhabitants that put out the like Abe's Odyssey and all that stuff. Right. They were in San Luis Obispo, and I <clears throat> after my first year at Cal Arts, I showed them my student film and my portfolio, and they mm-hmm. for some reason liked it and hired me as an intern. But I didn't really get to do any like actual production work. It was mostly just like. You know, fetching fetching yeah <laughs> but but they were cool they were like they didn't have an internship and they like one of the guys right. the art director really liked my film so he just hired just just hey we'll find yeah. something for you yeah yeah so could you have seen cool. yourself going farther in the video game industry or uh what, no what i mean about maybe maybe but okay. i i've always stuck to animation i don't know it's just like pure video games are like a, a sort of like the story is like the filler almost you mm-hmm. know like whereas like with with uh animation i feel like the the story is the thing you know it's, it's like it's yeah. a form of storytelling yeah and, and, video and, games and, are too. and I mean, it is it is and it's gotten more advanced right, i mean that, that was my next point very yeah. sophisticated now back then i didn't really have the though abe's odyssey like, was one of those first games that yeah. kind of was like oh what is this, this there is was different. A really yeah. cool cinematics in between right yeah absolutely when did you start um uh, when did when did art kind of come into your life how early I think it's it's kind of like a lot of people say, just we all drew as children, and then mm-hmm. I just kept going with it, you know, like at a certain age. I don't know. If, did you draw much when you were a kid? I like, did, and I did. Did you make little comics and stuff? I did. I made, yeah. I made a really bad Transformers comic. <laughs> it's not been picked up by IDW. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> I, I've got, I, found, I wish yeah. I could find it. I found an old G.I. Joe comic that I drew. As. It's, oh, yeah. It's so cool to to see like it's like i was impressed with myself how creative i was back then even though you know it's like kid drawings but it's, it's so, so great because you're a very uh very humble guy you always have been and for here to be like i was pretty awesome back yeah then. <laughs> what happened no uh yeah i i, I just kept drawing like right. it, it didn't i think I, most but you're gonna say yeah, i practice more than you but uh, you it, when it comes to that the base level skills, either you kind of have it or you don't. Would you, is that fair? That's not not that's fair. Not the, I have not seen that in practice. I can at go. All. I can As go up to Cal Arts right now and learn. Well, <laughs> maybe not. We had a few guys, uh, you know. Well, it's it might, but but if you start early enough and you mm-hmm. keep at it, and I mean, yeah. you can build to it. You don't like. I've seen, I've seen a lot of artists grow in like sure, having had you know fifteen year career or whatever. Seeing yeah. where people have gone. You know, it's it's well, pretty that, incredible. That, that notion makes sense to me. Yeah. Growing and, and learning. I mean, I was a horrible stand-up comic uh, until some decent sets at the end. But you know, I was getting better <laughs> if I stuck with it. But um, yeah, I took some art classes myself. And my father um, is a spectacular artist, a two D guy, um, and uh, he's got some paintings hanging hanging in my house uh my childhood house that i mean look like photos and they're black and white paintings or you know i didn't get that part mm-hmm. um i definitely didn't tried i remember trying to draw a paper bag in an art class up at the community center oh, or grand day it was that. like draw the crinkles and the shadows and it just was a block of cheese yeah it's the most boring <laughs> thing to draw in the world of course you're not going to be inspired but so you you developed uh, your skills were growing early, though. I mean, so you 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 balanced between baseball and drawing in your room, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You then go to Cal Arts, which, uh, for those not aware, it is um, it is the uh, um, if you got a cough, just let it rip, man. No, it was, it was going to be a burp, actually. <laughs> but yeah. even better. All right. You went to Cal Arts, which is uh, a preeminent arts college in in uh, known yeah. worldwide. Um, it, it's 
Yeah. Up in Valencia, Santa mm-hmm. Clarita, California. Um, and uh, Tim Burton went there. What are some other famous alumni? Uh, David Hasselhoff. Really? Yeah. Now you're now you're just pulling my. No, chain. he he did. Uh, Paul Rubens, I know. Yeah, Paul Rubens. Uh, you know, John Lasseter. Like pretty much everybody from Pixar went right. there. Uh, Names that people might not know, but you know. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if. I don't know. I mean, Allison, as far as like Allison Brie of Community went there. Yeah, that's right. Out. Yeah, I, I found do that remember. Out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Don Cheadle apparently. Mm. A lot of the actors obviously are, mm. would be more recognizable than sure. some of the creators. Peter Chung who did uh, um, Eon Flux. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, now going going to that school is, was it was it intimidating at that time? And of course, I knew you during this time, but um, I was concentrating on my own failures, uh, and, and you were out <laughs> studying to be uh, uh, the success that you are. Was it intimidating to go through that school? Did you ever feel like I've, there's a certain level that I've got to reach because I'm CalArts? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I I don't know if it had as much to do with CalArts or or just you get there and then you see your peers <clears throat> and you're just like, wow, I was like a really small fish in a small pond and now I'm a mm. small fish in a small like yeah. giant giant you know giant lake pond. or something but right yeah I mean did you go there with a mission did you go there with a plan I sort of did and I sort of like it sort of changed on uh, along the way it one actually, of the themes of the Netflix yeah, files yeah. changing goals what, what what was your original plan then I had the arrogance to think that uh, I was just gonna you know I didn't literally think this mm-hmm. that I would just come out of school like making feature films, but I, you know, feature animated films or right. like I was really into anime and stuff like right. Um, Which for those uh, out there, it's more than my Robotech. <laughs> right. yeah. So I like these really sort of ser- I wanted to do these really serious themes, you mm-hmm. know, like with with a bit of black comedy in there, I guess. I did, uh, a, I did a voice in that, that uh, animated short yeah. you did, right? Yeah. I've, I've still got that on VHS somewhere. Oh, yeah. I might need a digital copy. Can you hook a brother up? <laughs> I don't even... Uh, I have it on uh, beta, I think. That was... What yeah. was I was a... Uh, it was a robot. Well, there's, the humans were now inside of robots, right? What yeah, was yeah. It was, called, it was a short film called Appliances, and they yeah. were basically... Um, you know, they were interfacing through these uh, sort of TV screens, and, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the film was all about. It was kind of silly, but it was all about like kind of breaking out of that, um, right? Sort of, uh, conf- you know, conformity right. or whatever. I don't know, right. but it, but it was supposed. That one especially was supposed to be kind of a comedy. It was. It wasn't, right. You, well, you had me as a villain, so it had to be, it had to be some sort of comedy, uh, uh, dark or otherwise. So you so you show up at Cal Arts and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the world one film at a time. Or I didn't I don't know about that, but I I definitely had a very, you know, I had this idea of what like kinds of projects that I wanted mm-hmm. to do, and it and I thought you could go in and be re- like really creative, and and uh, people would just be like, oh man, this is. Uh, Th- this is this is uh, this is what we're looking for, and it's kind of like when you come out of school. They, th- for the most part, mm-hmm. people aren't looking to hire like a, a like a feature animation film director. You know, and like <laughs> you learn that, like, oh, you just want somebody that can clean up uh, like cartoony drawings. Like, oh, I, <laughs> that's I've, that's that's when it starts to become that profession, right? Yeah, yeah, and. Um, what, what, what kind of in your and, and you still might have this opportunity, but where 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 what kind of what was your master film that you wanted to make? I didn't. I don't know. You I didn't, didn't really have. Movie. I didn't have anything that I had sure. developed. I'm, I'm trying to give you a chance to pitch it because I'm yeah, sure powerful people listen. I know. I know. It's 
Knapsack files, mm-hmm. for God's sakes. Uh, yeah, rated number 5,000 in iTunes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I you wish, know how many, you I, know I how wish many I had 5,000. <laughs> I was going to say, like, especially, I'd, I'd be surprised if you got 5,000 LA. That'd be yeah. impressive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, currently in, the, uh, in my apartment complex right now, there's seven podcasts being taped right now as we speak. <laughs> uh, What's your favorite podcast besides the Knapsack Files? Oh, you're spinning it. You're spinning it. I like uh, it. I don't know. I just, I wanted to ask you. You know what? I, I am, uh, well, definitely the Schmoes No Movie podcast, of which I produce, um, is a favorite. But, you know, I, I, I like all, um, I like a lot of ones. Uh, I'm definitely a, a Mark Marin fan, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't come to that game uh, until this year. And I've been a Marin fan for close to 20 Until you years. So you interviewed Judy Gold, right? Right. It- <laughs> I, uh, I just <laughs> – exactly. Um, so I just got into that. So I, 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 list, I you know, you know the one I'm loving right now is Jeff Garland's uh, oh, really? podcast, by the way, which he tapes live, which is a different dynamic. It's more of a performance. Oh. Um, and, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I have a ton on it. And, 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 of course, I love now that Phil Hendry's gone to digital broadcasting. And uh, oh, yeah. Hendry has a lot. And oh. He's playing a lot of his classic stuff. Oh, man. And that uh, guy was like when I was at CalArts, that was like my favorite. He was. You got me into Phil. Hendry. Yeah, he was like. I kind of rediscovered comedy from, yeah. from him. Like it was like I it was like a prank show and like it's yeah, well, there was so incredible. Two things you introduced me to, and that's one Phil Hendry and the Phil Hendry radio show, and the other one you're laughing because I'm sure it's Colin Sleazy yes. Friends, yeah. um, which we we uh, as roommates, and we'll get to that mm-hmm. when you and I became roommates. But uh, um, yeah, the Phil Hendry, uh, Phil Hendry, just when I heard what he did, and I come out of my radio career, moved down here, so a couple years later here, you're like, oh, you got to listen to this guy Phil Hendry, and he's doing all these voices and these characters, and uh, I just thought there's no reason to try anything in radio because he's doing everything. Thing that oh, should have been dude, done. What a what a genius! Absolutely. Like, yeah. You've got a, a side note. Um, listen to Mar. Have you heard Marin interview him? Yeah, yeah. That was one of the yeah, my. I, that was great. God bless that. Love that episode. So yeah, I like doing all that. And the Napsack Files is just uh, uh, me finding. Uh, it's just my way to lure friends to my house again. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like I gotta. To spend any time with you, I've got to sit down in front of a microphone. That's kind of it, days. though. Yeah. yeah. I've got to schedule friends. I've become the jerk now because of all the things I do where a friend will call me, uh, an old friend from New York or Vegas, you know, and be like, um, hey, can we talk? I'll be like, I'll schedule you tomorrow for 635. I'll be on the 118 freeway. By the time I get to the 170 south, though, we got to be wrapping up the phone call. <laughs> That's where my life is gone. Um, so, so at CalArts, what, what, what did they teach you? What did what did you learn from that institution? Is is it because I know the end result is you, like you said you come out and you have I'm from Cal Arts. Good. Can you, can you clean up these lines? Well, yeah. I mean they they're really good actually at teaching. Of course, movement and animation, mm-hmm. uh, the principles of of getting things to to uh, move in a you know effective way. I don't. And uh, effectiveness in animation. That's yeah, just just a, prof- a general proficiency in animation. They're really, I, I feel like they're they're good at that. Be- just just based on seeing who gets jobs. Like people get jobs right mm-hmm. out of school going to Pixar to be animators. You know, right. And um, and then also there's a, like a strong story component at CalArts. Like it's kind of more like cartoonist school, not not comic strips per se, but just like storyboarding. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which which they, clearly was it. A- Key to your success now. Yeah. Yeah. Learning yeah. that. Yeah. And that's that's kind of like the process of making a film. We make a film each year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, that's that's kind of like why you're there is like at the mm-hmm. end of the day is like you got to finish a f- like the best film you can make. Right. You know, 
um, in usually in the second semester. But so you kind of pick up everything in the, you know, in the process of doing mm -hmm. a film, you, you kind of pick up animation, background layout, storytelling. And it's hard work, kids, because I remember you. We, we lived in Canoga Park at the time, and um, that's where we'd, we'd watch Colin's Sleazy Friends on uh, local access yeah. at 2 in the morning. Uh, there were times it seemed like you were gone for 20 hours a day. Yeah. And I remember driving back. We went up there one time. We were working on a, that little uh, security project, a security yeah. video we had, and we were editing and we were short film. driving back. And uh, you were so tired, you ran a red light. Do you remember that moment? I don't at all. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure I did that. We were driving on uh, Parthenia over there in, in the West Valley, and I saw it happen. I'm like, he's <sighs> not going to stop. He's not. And we ran around car. And, and, and oh my you, god! You were in Cal Arts zone, Dude. is what I referred it as. Uh, and that's that school kind of ran you ragged, though. Yeah, Did, I was I was pretty malnourished <laughs> when I got out <laughs> yeah. of there, uh, but and and tired. But it was it was awesome. Like I mm. met so many cool, amazing artists that like you know when you're in early on, you sort of have these sort of heroes that you you know that you know that you discover that have produced work that's out in the world and you can mm -hmm. kind of become inspired by that. But then when you start meeting your peers and seeing what they're doing, you, those, mm -hmm. those kinds of things fade away and you start paying attention to what other people are doing. And, the, and, and it, it continues like through your career. Like you kind yeah. of, those are the kind of people that you really look at and go, wow, like the, this guy's incredible. That totally know? makes sense. Cause I draw the comparison to stand up comedy when I was at the height of doing my stand-up on a consistent basis, people would ask me, what are your favorites? And I could give you a list of, of yeah, the, the Brian Regans and Seinfelds and Mark Maron on the storytelling side. I, I could run down that list, but my answers would always be the guys I perform with every week. Yeah. Because I love watching what they did and how they how Christian Harloff would form a joke in the morning, call me about it, and then he'd throw up on stage. How Lou Santini would have a a rundown, a scientific rundown of every beat and every joke and how it worked, and all those guys. And 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 so yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, it, seeing how people's brains work is like really yeah. fascinating. Just I don't know when you're immersed in that industry, yeah. it's not a, it's no longer about um, hero worship that you have your influences. Yeah, um, and that's. To me, kind of one of those um, dividing lines between fan and uh, professional. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. stop looking That's at true. That's true. Um, I'm going to make a movie like so and so. Yeah. And said, I, I want to make my own. And then I'm working with the people who I admire mm -hmm. as well. I, I think. I mean, I may be, again, placing a lot of importance on something, but uh, I, I, point being, I understand what you mean there. So you got to witness a lot of these people firsthand grow along with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, did, you, did you realize it at the time? Pro no, not really. I mean, I, I, I was definitely inspired at the time, if that's what you're asking. But I didn't didn't realize how much we were sort of growing. It's kind of like and, it's like you look back. Um, you know, I might look at the stand up comedy scene at the comedy store in the '70s, and I always often wonder, did they all look around and Leno, Letterman, and Williams, yeah. and think, oh, we are creating history right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Or they were just guys doing their sets and going down to the Pink Dot afterwards for a drink <laughs> behind the alley. Um, so yeah. you're at CalArts. Do you ever look around and go, I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that might move the industry one day? I, or might I, be I never I never really thought yeah. like that. I don't really. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just because I don't really. I don't know. It's not because I'm like <laughs> no cool or don't. anything, but I, it's just like I didn't it never enter my mind. You're not just cool. Like, you're calm. Yeah. You ain't cool. No, you're cool. I assumed we would all, everyone would get jobs and some right. did and some didn't. But right. Yeah. And take us through that process. And it, is it, do pe people get picked up along the way? 
Yeah. And uh, our friend, I remember our, our friend and roommate at the time, Aaron Alexovich. I mean, he he pretty much got plucked out to do Invader Zim. Yeah. While at school, and I don't know, did he even fit? He didn't. He never. Finished I recall school. he just was like, "I'm out." He 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 was like, "Yeah," and that's what you kind of. A lot of people do that because, like, an animation degree is like useless. Who who cares? <laughs> what degree is useful? Is what yeah, I'm trying to yeah. find out. B, uh, I have a BFA in character animation, dude. Con- like, that's congratulations. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> is that so, listed on your IMD page? IMDb page? Let I don't think it is. Uh, but yeah, so if you get an opportunity like that. You just mm-hmm. like, all right, I've, I've had enough school, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, and he's awesome. He he ended up actually moving away from animation, right, and uh, doing his own thing, which doing those was uh, like the hardest thing to do. The graphic like, novels, and I, just I, getting off of that. And I intend to have Aaron on the show. Yeah. Uh, the invite is coming, Aaron. If you're listening, and I know you're not, but it's cool. Um, no, um, he was one of those witnessing his work ethic up close and yours. Well, Aaron's work ethic is it was, insane. It was unhuman. It's, yeah, yeah. It was inhuman. Yeah. I, should I don't unhuman, inhuman. I don't compete with that. No, it was it was mind-bogglingly mm-hmm. uh, uh, the pacing of it. Um, but yeah, so when so yeah, when he, it was like I'm sitting there playing Madden football and the guy's doodling. Really, he's yeah. creating his future because the you know, yeah. Serenity Rose and all that stuff yeah. came out of that. Um, but you too, I mean, you because of school. Yeah, maybe school's driving you uh, harder than maybe you might have been on your own. But again, going back to when. That high school switch, I'm not going to play baseball, I'm going to concentrate on this. That was you, too. You, it was you, too, Aaron and, and you, <laughs> just working your asses off and, and yeah. um, dare I say, probably more uh, um, successful. Not, I mean, successful is one of the words, but you more just kind of firm and solid in your career versus mm-hmm. myself and some others who were like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll write that screenplay tomorrow. I'm going to play some Madden. But with animation, it's like you there's a much more tangible goal as far as like, mm. I'm going to get really good at drawing, you know, like right. I feel like people look at a drawing and they can kind of form some sort of objective opinion about whether it's good or not but mm-hmm. with, with something like comedy. Right. It's so subjective that, that, it, that it's like impossible to know. Like as my therapist you know, used to say, there's no finish line for you. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I'm stunted in a lot of areas. Yeah. Uh, and, and with a, Animation portfolio, you you do the drawings, and there they are. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's done. The work is done. Look at it, and right. you know, it's not a Judge matter me. of like, yeah, it's not a matter of like recreating it every single night or whatever. You know, time like, after time after time. Yeah. Uh, um, now you mentioned you went to you know school. You kind of whether or not you knew it or not, you had these kind of grandiose ideas that my art and my creativity was going to be rewarded. And and <laughs> come on, that ain't going to happen. It's Hollywood. <laughs> what was your first job coming out of CalArts? My first job was really cool. Actually, I worked on an independent film that my animation teacher had sort of started, mm. and uh, it was really cool. And unfortunately, he he had been going for like a year, mm. and uh, he had funding going. And and uh, unfortunately, like <laughs> a couple of weeks after I started, it started to get a little tough for him to like support everybody. But we we stuck it out. Right. We stuck it out for. A good year of like, you know, getting paid occasionally, which which you know I don't have any regrets at all. As far as, I'm not complaining, but um, right. it it was it was fun. It was like great learning experience, and he's like a super super right. amazing master animator that worked at Warner Brothers and Disney, and mm. um, so it was a great experience. But I had to get a job that that 
paid regularly at and which, a certain point. So which became? What? Which became, uh, I, I happened to fall into a job on the SpongeBob movie, like right. assisting the animatic editor, actually. Mm. It was my first job on that. And uh, sort of went along on that. Long story short, I kind of ended up moving into BG layout because I was able to convince the producers mm. that I could draw. And it's background layout, correct? Yeah, right? yeah sorry, background For layout. For my mother. Yeah. So so I was on the team that drew all the backgrounds in the SpongeBob movie, and then um, that ended, and I had to. I worked a brief pilot for the Wayans Brothers. Oh, I remember that time period. Yes, okay. uh, that was yeah. that was interesting. They they were really yeah. Really, would, really one cool. of the brothers that would never touch door handles. It would only yeah, kick and doors. he would carry around. He would carry around a uh, a jug of water because mm-hmm. he he couldn't. He had to know that the water that he was drinking was absolutely pure, so he would like carry it around everywhere. Was... We won't say which brother. No, but, no, no. But uh, it's yeah. one of the however many there are. Because I, I had their offices were eventually the place where I was director of security for a long time. Oh. And we had to deal with uh, broken door handles and stuff. Oh, seriously? They were always getting replaced because he would kick them open. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, what what level of, of fame do you have yeah. to reach when your mind just gets warped that oh. way? When you're like, I just gotta kick these doors open. There are gloves. <laughs> you could wear gloves. But, Walk yeah. around with some gloves. So you do that. So then you then you you're working for the Bob. Yeah, I I, I ended up uh, convincing the see the the creator of the show left after the movie. Right. He had made I don't know. He made a lot of money and he he really worked hard on the first three seasons and right. decided that he didn't want to you know didn't want to take his ball and go home yeah or was he, it he just... no no he he was like i just don't want you know i, I don't I, I never had a conversation about it with him but it, but yeah. it seemed to me like you know why not spend time with my son why not spend time sure. with my wife kind of thing like i've got well, you, I, I have the luxury now of not having to work right. so why not do my own projects and, and stuff like that which is awesome so anyway the executive producer put in charge was one of the one of the um writers on the show from the first three seasons and he i don't know i guess he liked my student films and mm-hmm. and i went up to him and i was like uh yeah I, I really love like a storyboard revisionist job you know like uh <clears throat> just anything kind of entry level where i'm still drawing and he's like well those are all filled up but why don't you take the storyboard director test <clears throat> so yeah. i was like oh uh all right yes <laughs> so um I don't know how I did it, but you did it. <laughs> Apparently, he you get yeah the skills. He liked it liked it enough to hire me, and so I worked on that uh, as a storyboard director mm-hmm. for which I mean seven years, right? Which again, you know, and we can. I used to always kind of respectfully tease you occasionally. How's the Bob going, the SpongeBob? <laughs> but put that in perspective. I mean, this is one of the most iconic television shows in the history yeah. of, of animation and just TV in general and childhood. He's, he's like the modern day Mickey Mouse. It's right. crazy how it's, it's popular absolutely. it is. It's insane. I know a little nine-year-old boy who still has SpongeBob yeah. shower curtains. Yeah. You know, um, so it seems so like, eh, you know, I just, I, now I'm a storyboard director of SpongeBob freaking SquarePants. Yeah. How did that feel? Because, again, we're going to go back to a little bit what you said. There's a little bit of changing goals. I'm sure yeah. when you went to CalArts, your thought wasn't, well, I'll, you know, I'd love to. I wanted to work in features, right. basically. And, what, and yeah. do something important. And like I said, you still have that chance, not that this wasn't important, yeah. but you kind of, you're, you're the hubris of youth is like. Yeah, a, yeah, you know, totally. It's totally hubris. Got a, but you're a working man now. And I, and, I, so and, I, and I don't want to, I don't want you to think I didn't, 
appreciate it when when I never got that, I never got that, that impression. At that point, at that point, when I wanted to work on the show, it was because I really, really mm. liked the characters in the show. It right. wasn't it wasn't like uh, oh, I got to get this gig. It's like I'm looking around at other shows that I mm-hmm. could could possibly be working on, and this this one seems like it would be absolutely the funnest thing to do right. with my time. And also because I got to know the people that work on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just, like I said before, like your peers are like incredible. Right. You know, you start to really see how their brain works and you start to admire them. It's like, well, oh, and, I work and, with these people. And to me, it's, it's just fascinating <laughs> what goes into it. You know, um, you know, SpongeBob didn't get that big by accident. You know what I mean? Like it's got something there. Yeah. Like you said, the characters, I've watched it uh, yeah. even before that. And, and I know a lot of adults who are glad to have that. Though they may cringe when they hear that voice in a shopping center at, <laughs> yeah. at a, at a <laughs> figure yeah, totally. or something, um, so so there's definitely creative merit to it. But it it's kind of a machine type of job. You know, you're plugged into this bigger thing. Yeah. And and um, uh, did you were you apprehensive at all early on or have I have the job? Able, like, so, I, yeah, yeah, I was somehow able to block all that out. That this mm-hmm. is like such a huge okay. huge thing. Because if if I ever thought that like millions of people are going to be seeing, mm-hmm. you know, stuff I wrote, right. It would be, it would be just crippling, you know, like I don't, and I don't, I don't think Some about people that. might with, with Christ complexes would stand before it and embrace it. You're like, <laughs> Oh, I hope no one sees this episode. Yeah. Cause um, you work in your office and you're just like, you're right. just doing like a comic strip. And, and animators aren't the most, uh, socially, uh, uh collected people. No, no, we're, we're, <laughs> That's why you and I are friends. We could stand in corners at parties. Yeah. Even at my own birthday parties until I get get drinky. Um <laughs> but I, and I love too, I love it's it's again it, SpongeBob is not a throwaway show, but it could be construed because it's such a big machine of a show yeah. that people go, eh, SpongeBob. Well it's the also, talent yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. Do you, is there ever a maddening point where you're where you feel marginalized because you were on SpongeBob and you're like, hey, hold on, I'm an immense talent, asshole. <laughs> It's not. It's not that. Uh, it's not because of SpongeBob. Or, or, or if I understand your question, Maybe. it's it's uh, it's just that I feel like people don't appreciate visual comedy as much as they do dialogue-heavy comedy nowadays. True. And yeah. I think that has a result. It's a result of uh, many things, but as far as like pure visual weirdness, and I don't think it's. Uh, it's very foreign to, to American audiences now, I think. Mm. And uh, a lot of that has to do with The Simpsons, which is an amazing show. Right. But it's... Uh, it's dialogue-driven. It's, it's very sitcom and the dialogue's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. well-written. It's the best sitcom sure. ever. Sure. But, but I think at the end of the day, it is kind of still a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And... and uh, I mean, you know, as you know, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. It is... I don't go for the... Uh, there might be a visual gag every now and then, but it stands out as it's... There the are some uh, excellent the, visual the gags. Humor. And, it, and, and Family Guy, I think, is more to the extent of, 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 of a sitcom show. Mm-hmm. But I think p- audiences just... Uh, they kind of don't appreciate that, like, you can be dumb and really, really, really creative. At the same time. You know, at the same time. They, mm-hmm. they just see... They just see the dumbness of it. You right. Know, like, so take me through a little bit of the creative process of a SpongeBob episode. Because I remember a couple times I've come to you before because I have my quote-unquote, I've got an animated project I'm trying to put together, Casey. And I'd be like, uh, can you show, Can you, do you have a script I can grab? Yeah. I'd be like, we don't have scripts on SpongeBob. Yeah. It's all storyboards. Uh, take me through just a basic episode. Well, I remember uh, shortly after I got hired, mm-hmm. I, I tried to go to, 
up to my boss and be like, yeah, I've got this friend, Ken Napsa. He's a writer. I, and I do appreciate I, that. I try Cause they were looking for a writer and, and it was like, you know, he's not going to listen to this, this right. noob coming in. Like, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I what still have some of those really crappy treatments. I said, yeah, you. yeah, I have them somewhere. Um, essentially it's just an, what's called a pre- premise driven show, mm-hmm. uh, where the writer or writers, uh, write, write basically a, page and a half outline of, of mm-hmm. the story. <clears throat> and then the, the storyboard directors kind of fill in the jokes. Um, mm. We rough it out in visual form yeah. and write all the dialogue, or most of the dialogue. Sometimes they suggest dialogue in the outlines. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a much different approach than, a, say, a scripted show, yeah. which is kind of obvious. You just kind of illustrate what's on the page. and Is that different? So, say a show, I, I don't know how good, say a show like Archer on, on FX, yeah. FX or FXX now, channel 619 on DirecTV. Find and make sure you have it in your area. Um, <laughs> Archer, I'm sure, to me, comes across as very scripted. Oh, definitely. And it's a you know final draft document. It puts some animation on top of it. Yeah. I'm simplifying, of course. But so fa- to me, it almost, when you described it uh, years ago to me, it almost seemed like SpongeBob was just a big improv comedy. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> just making hey, up the wacky. Uh, Patrick gets uh, gets a toenail in his hamburger. Go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the whole the story. Scrappy Patty, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. The story structure is all there. Okay. You know, the three acts or whatever. But sure. uh, so we try to s- stick to that, obviously. Yeah. There have been a few times where we got in trouble for like, completely rewriting an entire episode and usually we don't get in trouble well there was just one where we had to actually change the title because it had nothing to do with the the final cartoon and that was one where they were that was actually one of my favorites but um yeah that was one where they were like yeah could you not do this so drastically and so we scaled it back a little bit but there's like a culture on spongebob to kind of like throw away the outlines I mean, right. no disrespect to the writers, mm-hmm. and I think we we fell into a rhythm while I was there the last you know three seasons or so where we were using a lot of what the writers were coming mm-hmm. up with. But I, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There just was like this. It, it may have been kind of arrogant on the part of like <laughs> of the, the storyboard directors. directors, but but uh, sometimes we would just be like, man, we gotta we gotta gotta start from scratch and it was i don't know it was it was well something had to work because it's still going at strong the, at the end of the day entity at the end of the day there's nothing i don't think there was anything wrong with what was written on the page it's just like when when you're responsible for coming up with the script you want to you want to do what your mm-hmm. take on it you want to it's not like a it's not like a pissing contest or whatever right. but it's like you you take the responsibility of making it like the best show you, that you can and sometimes right. you'd get something that you couldn't really stand behind and it's it's like a subjective choice right it's not really so you get a trip. i've made a way bigger deal out of this than it actually oh, it's is, fascinating creative process so yeah. a writer hands you a, a treatment a one-half bed treatment and you, that's not something i want to stand behind i'm going to add some things yeah, yeah i know what i'm doing yeah uh you know i've got a little skills in this i went to yeah. cal arts man <laughs> how many times who have, are you how many you times have you said that in in your life excuse me i went to cal arts i've never said that but i've I've actually, and this is going to come out as horribly arrogant, but I've actually really wanted to say like, hey, who has a BAFTA? Who, has a, who which one of, you know, who's, I'm, who's, who's the one with the BAFTA talking here? Like, <laughs> oh, would you go to, what's that school? Pratt? Did you go to Pratt? <laughs> would you go to Pratt? Whatever. CalArts, baby. 
CalArts, man. I, I once got in a, um, I was, I think, not actually taught by you guys because I, at one point, have lived with, uh, at, at the same time, I believe, three CalArts graduates or, or yeah. alum, yeah. Uh, Alexovich, you, and Dave, Dave Gearhard. Yeah. And uh, I learned through you guys just when someone would tell me, like, I went to, uh, you know, this art, art institute of design or Pratt, I'd be like, yeah. whatever. Cal Arts is the better school, and you all know it. Like I would stick up for you guys more than you probably would. That's awesome. Uh, we can't. We can't. Uh, color is not our strong suit. So like, like art directors and stuff. Like, if you're saying if you're making a big stand about somebody, oh, you went to art center? Yeah. Well, I, it's like they'll laugh at you because okay, like, so we can't paint. Oh, you know? okay. So Cal Arts yeah, can't. Yeah. It's it's like the groundlings. The groundlings couldn't really do long form improv. Right. There that, you that, go. IOS or Second City or, there where you you need, or maybe even Acme. Even. Yeah. Uh, but sketch writing, oh, groundlings, yeah. we had it down. Um, I get that. Um, so take – is there like a writer's room or is there a storyboard artist room? How yeah, it's it just there? like offices. Yeah. We would team up and like uh, storyboard directors were uh, mm. teamed up in twos and we mm. would – there was – Kind of like cops. You got your partner. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Dude, I had – my buddy Zeus Servas, we were – we were a team for six years. It was crazy. I don't. Wow, that's awesome. I don't think I could have gotten along with anyone <laughs> for that amount of time I, I, as well I, as I, I did. I rem- I've met him. I've yeah, met yeah, him yeah. at some point. That uh, name's so familiar. But yeah, we were. That's great. We were so, a team. It was crazy. That's like, cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, um, so so how how long how long was the turnaround for the episode? Not counting uh, the animation. I'm assuming that took a little bit longer. But um, you know the the writing the outline process was a little bit murky because. There were some outlines that would just come out in like a week yeah. and some that would have to be reworked. So it, it, I think they had kind of like, you know, they had to meet certain deadlines, but but it was kind of hard to tell how long it would take to okay. generate an outline. But but for storyboards, it would be like uh, four weeks, essentially, to, to finish a board. And how, um, how, your days were long, right? <laughs> not too bad on SpongeBob because we okay. could uh, we had a cleanup team. Oh, okay. So we could do rough boards. You could just kind of whip through it and uh Yeah, yeah. I mean you would you, you would take pride and like try sure. to try to hit the poses the way you wanted them to read, but but uh we didn't have to and that show is like really because there's an extra mm-hmm. step of cleanup afterwards, you the the boards ship really tight. They ship to Korea really, really mm-hmm. super on model and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff. There's I'm at Cartoon Network now and it's like um, the staffs are smaller, yeah. so we ship boards that are a little bit rougher, mm. which is actually kind of cool. But let's talk about that transition. When, when did you leave SpongeBob? Uh, I left SpongeBob when they started on the movie because basically the board directors were just going to be freelance. Gotcha. Uh, so kind of had to look for something a little more regular, and right. it was nice to get a break. And my my buddy Pete mm-hmm. Browngart, who I went to school with, we were in the same. Okay, <clears throat> same class at CalArts. Uh, he got his show, Uncle Grandpa, picked up finally after yeah. four years. Of yeah, it. Where, how did was it in any other form, or why have I heard it was a pilot um, back in 2007? They did a a program at Cartoon Network called the Cartoon Institute, and it was a mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of a new approach to making pilots where they would make seven minute cartoons. Creators had final say in mm-hmm. basically any everything. No network notes at all. Just like right. make a cartoon and uh, see see what happens. And so they picked a handful, maybe seven or ten, mm-hmm. and and made pilots out of those 
and ideas, Uncle- and Uncle Grandpa was one of them. A regular show was another one at the same time. Right. That uh, that actually got obviously picked up for series, but Uncle Grandpa, like I hadn't seen Pete since probably since we graduated. Mm-hmm. He he sort of went to the East Coast, and uh, and I had had fallen out of touch with him, and then I saw this pilot he had made, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, Pete's this is like. It's one of the best pilots Cartoon Network has ever done, right. in my opinion. It's like, is it like, available to see anywhere? It's or? on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. All right. And all the subsequent hate is there in the comments. Of but, course. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's like such an incredible cartoon. Like you don't. It's like when I saw it, I was like, holy was, shit! He's, uh, getting, he's getting a show. Was like, realistic flying tiger? He was there at, from the beginning. She was there. She was. She was there. Yeah. Actually, predates that uh, Nyan Cat yeah. meme. I don't know if you're aware of that, but yeah, we get we get that. Oh, you get to uh, like, oh, yeah. they're ripping off the Nyan cat. But so anyway, he, for whatever reason, they didn't want to make Uncle Grandpa. So they were like, well, why don't you pitch us a different show? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, well, let's, how about a show about monsters? So right. they went with this Secret Mountain Fort Awesome show that, oh, um, yeah, 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 okay. that yeah. I think is great. It's amazing. It's gross. It's awesome. It's yeah. everything like, um, but ultimately the network didn't really back it i think i feel right they, they sort of uh i saw they, their i saw their cubicle in an office at cartoon network one time I was, I was walking around with dave and, oh. and it was on the wall and he goes that's a new show coming out it's gonna be really cool yeah that's funny it uh, was cool so they just didn't it didn't didn't, it didn't it didn't go through so then pete pitched them uncle grandpa again he was mm-hmm. like okay this executive's gone that was sort of right like like let's try it again and Which, they were like okay that's kind of you know i always like to talk about the actual profession that this becomes and this mm-hmm. becomes your job and it's something fortunately for you something you love but a lot of people out there with their grand grandiose ideas going through schools and colleges and i'm gonna i'm taking my art yeah there's a business side to this business that's all it is dude and like, it's, and yeah and there's so there's an executive who didn't quite get uncle grandpa but now he's moved on to the food network yeah and now it's your time and and also you're, you're, you're from Pete. Nobody, yeah, Pete. 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 Uh, so obviously, he didn't just have Uncle Grandpa in his back pocket. Oh, you don't no. like that? Here, how about this? Yeah, you didn't like that? How about this? And that's the key. The key is to keep creating, kids. Kids keep creating. Sorry, side note. Yeah, he 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 pitched three different ideas to Cartoon right. Network when he originally pitched Uncle yeah. Grandpa, and uh, he didn't. He wasn't really into the Uncle Grandpa hmm. at, at first. That idea, but I guess. Uh, Craig McCracken of all people, the uh-huh. the um, creator of Powerpuff Girls and yeah. and stuff, uh, he he really responded to it, and some of the executives really responded to Uncle Grandpa. So that's what he ended up making. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's, it was yeah. not his first first it wasn't loss, his first but... choice. Yeah. Wow. Um, but did, did the time because you said from 2007 to now? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it seems like the style of animated shows has changed, at least in what people love. Um, yeah. And and um, really big. I, I look at something, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, Gravity Falls. Is, it was something mm-hmm. that hit hit big with with, yeah. with Alex it, coming up with that. And 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 um, there's kind of this adult frenetic sight gags, dialogue, everything layered stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the Adventure Time finally making it from from you know YouTube version yeah. on, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of crazy. And, and adults take to it as, and it's all over Comic Con, you know, as oh, cosplay. It's so huge. Um, yeah. I'm sure next year I'm going to see a bunch of giant realistic flying tigers. Um, see. Um, did, the, did, the, did the times change? Am I, am I correct in, in remembering from 2007 yeah, to now? I mean, yeah. Is, is that, I, I does think that it factor is, into new, why it would make? I don't really know how to explain it. Right. I mean, I don't know why those 
those shows they're they're amazing mm-hmm. shows but i don't really know why they're so huge i mean there's there's a few philosophies that work with adventure time like i think pen ward set out to make the design what's clever about the design is that it's like simple enough for like yeah. people to kids to be able to draw the characters successfully oh that's interesting. He, that was actually like a from what i understand like an intentional thing right I don't, and that, that's that's just like surface stuff. That's not like sure. I'm not saying that that's why, but that's like kind of the thought that goes into it. He has mm-hmm. like all these all these theories, and like that show really is is incredible because it is such a such a different take on mm-hmm. cartoons and storytelling. Yeah, it's like it's 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 its own. It's truly its own thing. Like yeah, I feel like the stuff we're doing on Uncle Grandpa is very very actually traditional. Cartoon, yeah, yeah. It's it's like weird, people, but but it's because people have lost that vocabulary of like, of like a visual sort of guy. Like, like it, it's the same stuff that they were doing in like the thirties, like, right? But that's like weird. That's what I want to hear from you. That's what I want to yeah. hear because I I took to the first episode of Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> I wasn't just sharing your Facebook status because I liked you. If you had you know put something totally crappy, would have been like uh, you know, like not yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched it. It was like it was making me laugh out loud. Yeah. Me is is a thirty seven year old male. I again I know a nine year old who wants to rename his dog Giant Realistic Flying Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's 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 hitting on all levels, and it and it, to me it it's a lot of sight. Gags, yeah, but also yeah. there's funny, it's funny, and the pacing's great. And to me, that is a certain style that I'm recognizing now. But I'd like that's interesting. You're saying, nah, man, we're just doing I, what we I did feel in like the 30s. We're, we're not very cool at all. Like, we're, we're, we're doing nah, very traditional, you're cool. we're doing very traditional cartoon, yeah. But we get these comments that are like, people are like, these must, these people must be on drugs, <laughs> and I'm like. You're like John Lennon I'm, going. We're Lucy trying, in the sky yeah. with diamonds was a, not about LSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're trying to. We're just trying to make a show that's funny. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. It's um. It's uh. I'll even. It's, it's, it. My. This is my initial impression watching the first episode. It's a little even Python esque. Yeah. Gilliam a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's just absurd, but There's funny. There's a lot of absurdity. But it's not yeah. just. It's not stupid absurdity. It's smart absurdity to me. Well, I, I mean, when you depict sort of dumb scenarios and dumb characters like i mm. said like people perceive it as certain people who just want to you know i don't know if they're not receptive to it or, or yeah. they just they just they're just in a different place they find they they feel like if you're depicting a dumb character yeah it's a it's a dumb idea and it and it's making you stupid no. but you can actually be like so creative it's so with, smart like, within Here, here's where the show got me can i tell you the yeah. moment yeah um and i apologize i've got to set my dvr to record it con- constantly but the first episode what got me yeah you had you had crazy lead character uncle grandpa and he's got a fu manchu and it makes me laugh <laughs> and he's got a he's looking for a giant realistic flying tiger and he inserted some stock footage of a man dancing with a tiger and yeah. i love that here's where you got me you had the pizza what's the character pizza's pizza name? steve pizza steve yeah who's a black belt yeah. In, uh, in a certain form of karate, uh, Italian ta- karate, Italian karate. Yeah, um, and then you have they were going to fight those villains, which were yeah. all animals, right? I, they were they were in. I'm not having a fever dream. No, they were in a pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. And uh, Uncle Grandpa sprinkled Frankenstein juice all over the ground. Right. And they rose from the dead. So these zombie animals rise from the dead. And here's where the show got me. Uh, Pizza Steve goes. It's okay. I know Italian karate, and he cinches his black belt. And then you 
they someone yells, "Well, so do they!" And all the zombie animals are cinching their black belt. That's when you had me. That's amazing because <laughs> that's when you had me. That's awesome because it was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny." The pizza knows karate. Oh, the zombies know yeah. karate too. Yeah. Awesome. It's smart, and that's smart yeah. stuff. It's absurd. It's smart absurdity. It's Python esque to me. Yeah, that's yeah. Python esque to me. Give you a lot of credit, but you're all like, "Yeah, they did that in 1933." Oh, you've watched these Popeye cartoons, and it's like, what am I doing? And they, this, right. these guys thought of this so, like, a hundred years ago. Well, so. but no, almost literally. But now, now, what is what is old is new again. Yeah. Um, so, what is what is your part in Uncle Grandpa? What are you what are you doing there? Uh, my title is uh, storyboard supervisor, uh, mm. which is so official. It sounds pretty impressive, but um, actually, it's kind of like a multifaceted mm-hmm. job. Uh, we say it's, there's smaller crews, so I got to imagine there's some bleeding over into other departments or other responsibilities. Well, basically, right? you know, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm kind of responsible for seeing the the uh, the storyboards through the process to when they ship to Korea. So mm. after the the board artists are done, it gets handed to me, and I kind of make sure that uh, that you know, just like a lot of technical stuff. Sure. But Exciting I also, stuff. yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of like hooking up scenes, making sure that, um, make sure the, adding poses for the animators to follow and, and stuff okay. like that. Um, so, and so. then I also like some, there's some, we get some stories that kind of aren't working at the storyboard phase or whatever, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, it's just, it's just like the creative process. Right. So then I'll like rewrite scenes if, if, uh, right. if, if they run out of time, you know, like. I don't know. And, and plus you go run uh, and get Pete some sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's but I good. also get to – Pete was like really cool. I get to sit in the writer's room and kind of like help throw around ideas and help Great. generate the do, stories. Do they have a more traditional writer's room? Um, it. I, I guess know. it I guess it would be considered kind of like that because mm-hmm. uh, the head writer – there's only one writer on staff right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's Pete who's the creator and then Audie Harrison – who I also oh, went to yeah, school yeah. with. I remember the you remember name Audie? Audie? I yeah. remember the name Audie. He's the crea- he's like the supervising director. Awesome. So he's kind of like under Pete and then me. Is Derek we- Yard working on this project? <laughs> <laughs> names, names. Yeah, that, that name just sticks, doesn't it? Names you never are, met the guy. I remember, and, and, and Derek, if you happen to be listening, I don't know you from anybody, but I just remember you wouldn't you better, get off an editing suite when we needed it at oh, one we, night at college. We needed it. <laughs> We needed that editing suite. <laughs> I wasn't even a student. I didn't even have a student pass. And I'd only been to Valencia once in my life at that point. I felt I was in another country. Um, that's great. But yeah, we yeah, get so. we we sort of throw around ideas. And I'm not I'm not uh, you know, I don't want to make my role sound more important than it actually is, but I do I do get to sit in on the writers' meetings and throw around yeah. ideas and uh, you uh, know. You're you are Casey Alexander, SpongeBob and now Uncle Grandpa. You are you are <laughs> who you are. Take some ownership of how how solid and successful you've become. And that's one of my things. I look at you from a distance. And over the years, you know, we we, uh, we when did we live together? From ninety eight to two thousand two or three? Two thousand two, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because in 2003, I moved into that house over yeah. in Northridge, uh, where I'd throw darts at lemons and their footballs hanging from trees. Uh, <laughs> that's what my creative time was spent on um, while you were working from the weight bench out yes, back. Yes, from the weight yeah. bench out back. Um, yes, my life has been a series of failures. Uh, oh, but no, um, yeah. So, but but again, we knew each other from mid 90s, graduate 94. So 2002, uh, you, you move out. You're now married and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, time time takes you away from the people you grew up with. But yeah, you're, you're what I call a Hall of Fame friend. You, Joel and Dave, you're yeah. in the Hall of Fame, baby. Oh. You're always there. So. Um, 
from from afar, I've always looked at what you've done and and how you've uh, you are a working you're a working man in this business, and a lot of people don't have that. And I know you appreciate it. I know yeah. you you've never uh, um, bit, you know belittled yourself for being work you know yeah. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, you, you set out to, from 17, I, I'm going to stop playing first base and left field for the AG Eagles, and I'm going to concentrate on this. And now, here you are, you're doing what you set out to do, which yeah. not a lot of people get to do in this town. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I have a lot of admiration and respect for what you've done. It's about uh, 75% luck. Though honestly, that's part of this town yeah. too, kids. Yeah, that's part yeah, of this town really too, is. man. I, I in 2006 <laughs> had put my notice in on my day job and had signed a contract or about to sign a contract to go on a six month comedy tour on a boss sponsored by an energy drink company, and it it never it, you, uh, had to rescind that yeah resignation and blah blah blah. But you know, so to those out there, don't get dismayed, and it, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon too. At least that's what we keep telling ourselves. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, from, and 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 you're still. And here's the nice thing is is we can joke about being old. Uh, we both got yeah. gray in our beards here a little bit. Oh but, yeah. Um, there's still a lot more time to accomplish. Maybe even more specifically, what you want to do. And is there something that you're looking to still do? I want to start making my own shorts again because that's mm. something I really loved. And I've, yeah. I've pitched projects. I've been in development <clears throat> before, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like. I'm just, we have the tools to do, you know, so much. our own, our own projects now. It's like, yeah. why am I going to these studios and like sort of, uh, uh you know, begging them to, to right. make a pilot or, or whatever. It's like, I, I can do that myself on your on and, the side. And so. I, and I, I honestly, my attention span is like shrinking. Like I love two minute shorts now. I love like, <laughs> and that's something I can feasibly do. You know, I went from being like, I want to make features and now I'm, I got into television. I loved how you could just, you have like four weeks, you know, throw as many ideas on Mm -hmm. the table Mm -hmm. as you can ship it to Korea. And then it's broadcast eventually down the road. And and you don't, you know, it's like, or South Park with the six days to air, which is insane. I know flash animation might be a little different uh, and easier to, to, to get to, but that's that, that documentary six days to air blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) They're doing that, turning that around, but yeah, so that it, well, yeah, the, the digital age I think has shortened everyone's attention span. But yeah, (laughs) I went from being like, I want to make these long features to like, I, I just want to make a, like a one minute cartoon. And that's awesome. (laughs) So I, I hope I hope you get to accomplish that, and uh, I'm not uh, I'm happy to reprise my voice as the robot from Appliances. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really only have one character voice, and that was it. Yeah, it was something like that. And heavily processed. Yes, uh, um, that's great. So, so, but do you ever uh, outside of so you make a let's say you make a short, and then some uh, network comes along. I mean, you're not afraid to turn that into a series. You're just saying, yeah, but yeah. I I don't think like the ideas I have right now are aren't really very commercial i mean not not well, not that not that that's better or worse but just yeah. uh, uh as we as we go into overtime here now in the amnapsoc oh. files uh um what what do you think makes a successful animated show i know it's something you can't easily put your finger on but uh, i have no idea honestly yeah. it's like well there was there were a few tangibles with spongebob i think like having that sort of uh, there's something about that Jerry Lewis esque mm-hmm. uh, optimistic character that 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 uh, that you can kind of it put, was, yeah. put put through the ringer and and then he comes out still you know he, it wasn't a cynical show exactly exactly at all, right? yeah yeah and I think there's something there but but I really mm-hmm. don't know 
I mean, the character, the, it's, the character kind of has to be iconic in some way. I think mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I feel that's what I feel about when I first saw uncle grandpa, I was like, it just clicked. I was like, yeah. this, this is like, I, I'm, it's still, we don't know whether it will succeed or not sure. at this point, but I feel like it's as iconic as any, as any other I think character it, on television right I think now. It is. I, don't, but I think it is. I, I believe it's in very it. polarizing. If you look at the, Oh, but if you look at the internet comments, yeah, yeah what isn't polarizing I on know. the internet? Dear I know. God, the internet is, um, <laughs> one, it's a God, it's a godsend and sent from Satan at the same time because, you know, it makes things it's more of the latter. Yeah. I mean, you can, um, you know, I mean, look at me now. I, when I was in eighth grade, I used to record radio shows in my room on a, a boom box and a, and a clock radio, you know, and a microphone. Now I got this nice little setup, which I'm in debt for. And you can put it out there in the Internet. And then just some jack wagon in his, in his room. And, and yeah. you try not to be cynical about it. I yeah. try to just take we in, in, in the Schmoes No World, we have a very uh, rapid, passionate fan base who actually defends us yeah. and rallies around people who come in. But as as it's growing and we're on other outlets and other fans are coming in, there's another uh, website, one of our sponsors, comicbookmovie.com. They rebroadcast a, a segment, actually, and sometimes they'll put the whole show. God bless. Those, those fans are vicious, just for the sake of being vicious. Yeah. And it's And it's so to me, the internet and what you can do with it creatively brings out two sides. It brings out all the creativity of people who might not have had a voice yeah. 10 to 15 years prior, and it brings up all the idiots who would yeah. never have a voice because they're just they're yeah. just. Uh, yeah. And like 97 percent of those people mm-hmm. have never done anything creative in their life, and you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. It's like that is what makes me. And, and again, you try and Mark Marin going back to Marin um, and his show his, it was on IFC. He tried to get into the troll culture and everything, and you try and you try to ignore it. You try to ignore you it. You do. For, I, there's I, oh, there's yeah. always one comment. There's always yeah, something gets that gets skin. you. Yeah, I've had that too. And um, and, and it, you know, it could be something as simple as uh, yeah, that guy ain't funny, and yeah, humor subjective. But it's like no, I know I'm funny because I've yeah. been doing this for 15 years, <laughs> and you make some friends laugh at work, and and and, and it's so clear. I'm ranting here. I'm so, go for it, it. It's so clear that those people aren't doing anything. Yeah. And, and it's easy to I, – re, I respect – oh, that's my neighbors doing upstairs calisthenics oh, okay. if you hear that sound. Was, they're, they're a staple of every episode of the Knapsack Files. <laughs> um, they have a bigger part than me sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's one thing to be like, hey, I, you know, hey, I like Uncle Grandpa. I don't, I'm not too keen on a talking pizza. Yeah. It's one thing exactly. to be like that. Hey, oh, by the way, I wrote a book. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but another thing to be like, this is stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You can just tell by the way they they approach the show it, but... sponsored by whiskey. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I hope you're not. Uh, um, don't give in to those naysayers because you're doing you're doing great. I'm pretty man. good at avoiding it. I, I honestly. Yeah. But... yeah, you have to. You yeah. have to. Um, well, the, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to future uh, episodes of Uncle Grandpa, and uh, I'm so happy I actually get to ask you. Uh, hey, when's it on? And what channel? And tell the people where you can find it. Well, for the moment, it's on Cartoon Network at. Mm-hmm. Eight, and I think it might be moving soon. Mm-hmm. But just they wanted to sort of have uh, I don't know I don't know what their programming mm-hmm. uh, strategy was, but I guess going from regular show to Uncle Grandpa mm-hmm. makes people tune in, so that's good yeah. for us. Lead in, baby. And uh, but we'll find our own time slot soon. But right now it's eight mm-hmm. Mondays, Cartoon Network. 
Outstanding. I'm so happy for you, and it's so great that we finally get a chance to meet uh, officially for an interview. Yeah. Um, and one of the days we'll, we'll rekindle uh, a lunch. An actual <laughs> friendship, you mean? <laughs> an actual friendship. Yeah. Uh, and and God, that, uh, we're wrapping up the show, but yeah, I could talk for a long time about how it's just life. It takes you in different directions, yeah. but but uh, and you'll, we'll always have Colin Sleazy friends and oh, midnight man. trips to Ralph's and Porter Ranch. Um, but, I almost uh, ran over Colin Malone. Yes, you did. I, it's, it's it's like Burbank. not it, in Burbank one time. He was like crossing the street, this dude crossing the street. And then he abruptly changed directions, came back as I was going into through the intersection. And I, it, we both stopped and looked at each other. And I was like starstruck. It was Colin Malone of Colin Sleazy Friends. And I remember I you called me. Yeah, I was so excited. That was the biggest star in our universe yeah. at that time. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do. And maybe we'll have a, a Avatine at West Hills uh, reunion. We'll bring the Truge, uh, oh, Aaron, Dave. That Gerhard. sounds fantastic. We'll do it in and. and um, uh, so happy to have you on and continued success. Thanks, Jim. Uh, You're one of my favorites uh, oh, of that's, all time. Oh, that's yeah. good. That means that means a lot. Uh, all those time spent driving in your Impala, your 1957 <laughs> Impala in high school, with uh, Casey had a beautiful. It didn't look beautiful, but it was a beautiful 1957, right? It was something like 57 that. Yeah. Chevy Impala, giant white, um, that men in their 50s would try to pull you over on the side of the road to offer to buy it from you. Yeah, <laughs> you know how much do you want for that? Yeah, and it didn't have a tape deck so you we had an, a, a cassette or anything built in so we actually had a little portable tape deck yeah that we'd put in some beatles and listen to yeah and around cruise around from yeah. high school uh some from that days do you do you have a public twitter i can't remember you you do you want to plug that uh, i don't know yeah it's underscore dolza at and another underscore yeah you know yeah. what it is so funny we didn't even get into dolza that's you, okay your, I, your I, musical I, enterprise it's uh it's that's that's not interesting to anybody but me, honestly. Uh, I, I honestly feel that way. All right. So, well, you have yeah. you have many talents. So follow Casey at, at uh, underscore. underscore. Yeah. Dolza with two unders- an underscore on the outside. And, the, and Dolza know, yeah. is, of course, a reference to Robotech. Yes. D-O-L-Z-A. And look for Uncle Grandpa on, on Cartoon Network. Find it. Check your local listings. And uh, on the Knapsack Files, don't forget to find us on Facebook and subscribe and rate and review on iTunes. That's how it works. Help us move up the charts from number 20,000th to uh, 20,000th and, and one <laughs> or whatever. And uh, find us on Stitcher Radio. And also each week, Encore presentations of the Knapsack Files are presented on Toad Hop Network. That's toadhopnetwork.com. Following the Schmoes Know podcast, Schmoes Know at 8 to 10, and uh, Encore presentations of the Knapsack Files at 10 p.m. PST on the Toad Hop Network. Follow at Schmoes Know. Follow me at Cospan, K-O-Z-P-A-N. Until next time, this has been Ken Napsuck for Casey Alexander and Uncle Grandpa and Giant Realistic Flying Tiger. This has been the Napsack Files. <laughs> <laughs>